All right, so um, Mr. Uh, Mr. Chris Bowler reached out to me uh, via, I don't know, email or direct message. Uh, basically, he wants to know how the sausage is made here at the Enough Mill Mac <laughs> podcast. I mean, you know, because a lot of the steps of the process, just like being sausage, you, they're kind of ugly, and you don't want to really see it, I would imagine. Um, but... I mean, you do podcasts all the time, and one of the things I do know is that at least for the recording aspects of things, we are using a lot of tools that are built right into the Mac. Um, There's no special software being used here. Um, I know that while I'm using uh, this big, uh, heavy uh, mammoth uh, less than minimal microphone um, <laughs> that you don't have to use that, that there are other options available. And I don't know. I just think, I think in general, it might be nice to talk to people about basically how to make a, how to make a podcast using, using your Mac and using the most built in tools available. So yeah, this, what do you think? this could be quite a big one, depending on how much you want to go into it. Let's, let's talk about the equipment and stuff first. Now, when me and me and, Terry, who who's my co-host on the Bro Show, um, when we started um, with the first few episodes, we were using some some crappy Logitech headsets. We got a couple of them off Amazon. Because what I would suggest to anybody, this is this is my top tip actually. If you're going to think about starting a podcast, don't spend too much money on it to start with, mm. and don't start using something like Logic or anything crazy like that. Don't make it too difficult for yourself because if you make it too hard, you'll just stop doing it. Because when you first release a podcast, nobody will listen. Um, so you've got to make it as friction-free as possible. Yeah. And for as little money as possible. So, I mean, for example, sometimes on the bro show when Terry can't make it down, he will record over Skype with me, um, with me recording on my iMac, and he'll be using his iPhone um, with this, the iPhone mic, which is surprisingly good quality. Oh, really? So, so like the you're talking about the mic on the headset yep. or the mic built into the the mic on the headset? Yeah, and we do it the mic on the headset, but you could do either because the the iPhone four, for example, has noise cancellation built into it because uh, of the two microphones. Oh, nice. Okay, so, right, right. It, you know, it, it isn't. You know, you don't want both have to be in the same place because both being in the same place using two headsets can cause echo which is gotcha. something that we had a problem with as well because of the latency between them because we have a USB. Um, so you, most people listening to this will have the tools rec- already necessary to start recording a podcast anyway. I mean, you could use your the internal mi- the microphone in your Mac. It's not going to sound great, but it's not really going to matter for the first couple. Interesting. Okay, all right. So... So one of the reasons why I wanted to, believe it or not, the the first few episodes that I recorded with you guys of the Bro Show, mm. um, I just used the built-in microphone on my Mac. I oh, really? you know, over Skype. I didn't I didn't have headphones, iPhone headphones plugged in or anything like that. You know, it was coming through the built-in mic, and while it wasn't ideal, um, it worked. It's an option. It's, I mean, it's an option. And 
I, I would say that you know that's that's your first obviously least expensive and easiest option, but this probably the one that you want to uh, upgrade from the quickest. Yeah, <laughs> um, because uh, it's not ideal. Um, you know, uh, but yeah, I think yeah, the iPhone headphones. If you've got those, that seems like a decent option. Um, uh, let me tell you, there, I wrote a little bit about this on on Minimal Mac on the site, but the uh, and by the way, we should explain that uh, uh, that Mike uh, does another show, if you're not familiar with it, uh, called The Bro Show. Um, I've appeared on it a few times, and uh, he does that with uh, with his mate Terry, and uh, the, it's, it's a fantastic show. You, you all should be subscribing to that uh, as well. Um, last episode had a highly interesting discussion about the Mac App Store with uh, with a gentleman from Real Mac Software um, that, that uh, was just fascinating. I just got done listening to it. In Thank any you, case, Pat. I digress. Subscribe to that. <laughs> but you know, I felt that you know, since you mentioned well, since well, since you mentioned it, I, I felt I had to kind of explain to folks who may not be familiar. Thank you, sir. I digress. Back to the uh, to the thing at hand. So I knew if I was going to be taking this seriously, I wanted to get a you know a serious microphone for the job uh, uh i didn't want to monkey around with uh the you know built-in tools if it was going to sound good and be professional and be on the itunes store and all of that such mm. uh so uh, there, there's a reason why i chose the microphone i did which is the uh blue i don't know if it's blue electronics or blue audio or whatever uh it's called the yeti um and i'll link to it in the show notes but um it's it's a mammoth microphone yep. <laughs> this thing is huge um it's three and a half pounds it's solid aluminum it's built like a tank um but uh the reviews I saw of it were just fantastic, and getting feedback from a lot of other podcasters, they, they, uh, you know, they said, "Hey, no, this is the this is the mic I use." Definitely, I this is what I use. Little, well, there you go, and 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 so, but I mean, even still, there were other minimum solutions. Uh, Blue makes another uh, microphone called the Snowflake, which is kind of a, a a more portable thing, and it also, from all the reviews and all the feedback I got is decent enough and i think it's only like 40 bucks and and it, it it sounds it sounds great um the blue yeti is like around 100 bucks um mm. but uh but it's, it's very worth it um and so you know the reason i i bought the blue yeti was mainly based on feedback from lots of other sources um, it's great it, for not just podcast recording because it has sort of four settings so yes. I think it has two microphones inside, and they're omnidirectional microphones. So, so oh, there's three. Yeah. So I think it's three. Um, so you can record. You can put one in the middle of a table, and everyone's sitting around the table to pick it all up. It, it, and it actually, it's a really good job of doing that as well. Um, huh. um, Interesting. So when I haven't tried that. When me and Terence are in the same room, we will both talk into the same microphone now oh nice so do you set it up like in the middle of you know like in you sit across the table from each other or something like uh, that we sit side by side and it just sits in between the middle of us um oh, okay. and it just it's it, one of them it sort of has a cone like a sort of cone of audio that it would pick up um to the front and out to both sides and we just sit like that and, and it does quite a good job of that nice all right so we should talk a little bit about the software that we're using mm -hmm. um 
because I think we've we've said enough on microphones. Bottom yeah. line is get as get as good a one as you can afford. Uh, but I think Mike made an excellent p- point, which is you know unless you know you're certain that hey this is something that I want to do and take seriously and professionally or whatever, you can get away with uh, just using some tools you probably already have at hand mm-hmm. uh, for the for the first several episodes uh, and get good results. Um, so on the software end of things, we're actually doing something that is uh, kind of come to be called in the uh, podcast recording uh, business, double-ended recording. <laughs> I love that. That's what it's called, right? Yeah, it's yeah. a double-ender, right? Um, and basically uh, what that means is that while we are talking over Skype, we are each recording our own individual voices on our Macs, mm-hmm. and we are both using QuickTime 10, QuickTime X. I'm not sure what they're calling it. It's uh, the one that comes with uh, with with 106, um, and uh, and it's got some really great built-in features. And one of them is uh, a very simple, straight from the file menu audio recording. Yep. And so I record my end on this side uh, to my Mac. Mike records his end using the same on his end. And even though we can hear each other and have a conversation over Skype, we're not actually using Skype to record. Even uh, though we're I not do recording anyway. our Skype conversation, even though Mike does anyway, but he does that as a backup. Yep. The what we're actually using in the production of the podcast is these two uh, separate. Uh, single voice recordings uh, done in quick time on either end. I mean, the benefit of that is just pure audio goodness, really. I mean, we're lucky. You're lucky in a way, and you don't have to do this. And we don't do it on the bro show either, um, because typically, maybe one of us is away, and also because we have guests on quite frequently. Um, but sometimes consider it a bit unfair to to ask a guest to go through that amount of work. Noted. Yeah. So. But if you're thinking about podcasting, you're lucky in a way that probably the two heavyweights in tech podcasting, being Leo Laporte and Dan Benjamin, don't do this on their shows. They record everything through Skype. Now, admittedly, they're using audio mixers so they can adjust the levels. I mean, sometimes if you listen to Twit, and this week's Twit um, is an example, sometimes they have people with really poor connections. But we're used to listening to it, so I don't. It's not necessarily a problem to record over Skype. And if you're going to record over Skype, um, I use a product called the Ecam. I think it's E C A M Skype call recorder. If you just Google Skype call recorder, it's always the first one that comes up. It's really lightweight, um, and it comes with some great tools. It will allow you to split the two conversations into two separate tracks. Um, so you can adjust the levels if necessary. Oh, that's that's a neat feature. Yeah, and it also does the same with video as well. It will record video, and it will let you separate the video into two different tracks also. Um, and as I remember, it's pretty cheap too. Yeah, it's not that much at all, and it comes with a free trial. Um, I think it's like $15, $20, something like that. And it oh, just it works bad. really, really well, and it's just a bolt-on to Skype. So when you open Skype, just this additional um, recording window comes up, and it has it has sort of input and output audio levels as well. Um, nice. sort of real time but um, so that's what I use on that but yeah dub- the double ending recording is, is good because it just allows for sort of more control um, but it right. does mean more editing again so right. we're f- 
starting off doing something like this, a double-ended recording, if it's a heavily edited show, it will require a lot of work because you're simultaneously recording, uh, simultaneously editing two pieces of audio that have to match. And no matter how hard you try, you'll never both press record at the same time. So you'll need to be matching up the audio files and then ensuring that they're edited correctly if you're cutting out chunks of sound. So again, it's still not something, if you're just doing it for a hobby, I wouldn't necessarily suggest it straight away. So, okay. Well, well, this brings us to the next step in the process, which is, so I've got my recording, which I then, you know, save and name and and get to you. Mm -hmm. Uh, We happen to use Dropbox for that, but... Um, yeah, I mean, we could just as well use any service, you know, for me to just get it to you. It's cheap and um, free and ridiculously fast and, and easy. So, well, yeah, yeah, we love Dropbox. Yeah, um, but the uh, so you ha- you get it, and uh, do I understand this right? Because and this is great because this is the part of the process that I have no control over i as soon as soon as i am finished with my end of the recording my job is done yep. the rest of it is in poor mike's hands and this is and how so, i got pat to agree to it i promised him you'd <laughs> never have to touch it just you just record you just come along talk to me and then i'll take care of everything else I, and and it's a perfect arrangement i couldn't be happier with it um <laughs> so the so i give it to you and then what what do you what do you do so we typically record on the Tuesday and we'll do a couple of episodes. So um, yeah. sometimes I'll do it on the Tuesday night, sometimes I'll do it on a Wednesday. But what I'll do is I'll I'll, um, I'll bring our recordings and I use GarageBand simply because it comes with the Mac and it's free and it, it will do 95% of what you need it to do. Um, there are programs like Sound Studio, which I've been playing around with a bit recently. But as of yet, I've not I found any feature in that I specifically need. Um, I'll give you a couple of top tips for GarageBand. Um, you will 95% of the time want to increase the master sound level um, to ensure that it's listenable whilst while you're, so your podcast is listenable out in public, especially for anyone that rides underground or tube trains or, or you know any sort of metro line in the States as well um, because the rattling carriages will definitely drown out Mr. Rohn's beautiful voice. Um <laughs> And and if you're going to do that, make sure. I think in the preferences pane, um, there is a master sort of a master control override checkbox kind of thing. So just hunt for that as well. You have to disable that; or it won't let you change it. Um, also, make sure that this is this is something else that for, for anybody that notes on the first episode or two, um, the voice of God. <laughs> if you select the podcasting um, preset, it will give you a male and a female voice track presets they have an echo to them turn off presets completely um, ah, don't know why I... that's how we got the voice of god yes i don't know why apple decided to do that you just you'd think that their podcasting presets would just be clean and pure and simple maybe a little bit of adjustment to make you sound a bit better but no they put yeah, you in so a so question for you so you're using uh and for our American listeners, I'll trans I'll translate. Garage band <laughs> is actually garage band, um, and so uh, so so. How do you? Is there a way to like match up the waveforms so that you know? Uh, so 
in GarageBand this easy, or do you kind of have to manually do that? Uh, my, my point is, you're taking these two double-ended recordings where you have one voice on each, and you have to kind of match them up almost perfectly in order for it to be you know, right and sound like the conversation that we actually had. Um, how do you do that? It's mainly well, I mean, eye. I mean, you, I, I have a way that I sometimes would do it. If it's a difficult recording that requires editing, um, because I record it in the Skype call recorder, I have a completed file of our conversation, which has the full uh, waveform. Because gotcha. if I'm bringing in two separate tracks, it's only got half of the waveform each. So if, right. for example, I had a third track with the full waveform from the Skype recorder, I could match up the way that they look. And that's quite right. fiddly, okay. but it's a way to do it if you're doing some edit, some serious editing on it. Now, GarageBand will make a waveform out of the file, so a visual, so you'll be able to visually see where someone's talking and someone's not. And if you're just matching the tracks up, most of the time you can just get it by ear. Noted. Um, and okay. once you've got it in place, once you've actually got the track in place, um, lock it in place, and then any ed any editing that you do, just make sure that both tracks are selected, so you taking out the pieces from both um, it can be a bit fiddly um, sometimes if you're using Skype if you've been on Skype for a while and there's a bit of lag that can make a bit of an issue and you might need to chop out pieces from one or, or the other if that makes if, let me try and explain that a little bit better um, because of the lag in Skype sometimes I will hear Pat differently to how um, it's being recorded so it would sound like we were talking over each other if I didn't do any editing to it. Ah. So because of the lag, it, it can just sound a bit peculiar. It's difficult to explain, but you understand what I mean. If you've been recording for yeah. a couple of hours, towards the end there will start to be a bit of lag. Um, so just being mindful of that. Okay. All right. So now you've got this finished recording. You've got this file. You want to share it with the world. Uh, you want to get it on the iTunes store uh, for people to subscribe to your podcast, mm -hmm. that sort of thing. Um, how how brief do you, how briefly do you think we can go over those steps as we're running at uh, you know oh about eighteen minutes now? Um, very quickly, basically. <laughs> Good. You want to in the podcast page of the iTunes store. You can say submit a podcast. You can chuck your feed in there. I'll suggest to put your feed through FeedBurner. Um, I use Libsyn as my hosting service. They work great for me. The good thing about Libsyn is they don't charge you um, for how many downloads you're getting or how much bandwidth you're using. You get charged for the amount of data storage you get with them. Now, w one thing that's interesting is I've noticed a lot of... It seems like um, uh, it seems like every time I download a podcast, I'm looking at a Lisbon URL. I mean, not just ours, but like others as well. Yeah. So it must be fairly popular for They've this been around for a long reason. time, and their, their benefit okay. is because it doesn't matter how popular you are, they won't charge you any more for that. That's nice. Okay. Um, what I would always suggest is submit a test iTunes feed first. Make sure it, it has an audio file embedded in it, and make it about 30 seconds to a minute long, because Apple can reject feeds if it feels it's an empty feed. Ah, so okay. so maybe just chuck a bit of sort of pod safe music in there and just give it a little test and stuff and chuck that in. It usually takes about twenty four to forty eight hours for a feed to be approved. Once that's right. done, delete it from your hosted page server or whatever. There are many different options other than Libsyn. A lot of people host them themselves. Um, Libsyn is just what what I choose to use. 
and, and you just said something interesting that I, I think really needs to be covered quickly, yeah. which is pod-safe music. Yes. Um, Basic, basically, you know, uh, there are copyrights on on music, and so you need to use music that is uh, uh, free from license and copyright or at least licensed and copyrighted in such a way that allows you to use it for a podcast. Otherwise, uh, you know, Apple will reject it and record company lawyers will come and uh, sue your pants off. Yeah, it's more, it's more the, the, the record company, really, because Apple, they only listen to your first episode. Oh, okay, all right. Um, I'll give you one, at least one more top tip. Maybe we can cover the rest in another episode. Yeah. Um, make sure that your metadata is good. Um, and that's another reason to try and use a, a hosted service like Libsyn because they will give you all the fields to fill out. Make sure you've got tags in there. Um, it's another reason to submit your, your iTunes feed early as well so you can see if there's any problems in your metadata. reason I would say this um, is Apple will only feature podcasts that have got full data, um, like tags, see, uh, search keywords, uh, website addresses, everything. They will only feature a podcast that has that information. So if you want to get on the new and noteworthy page, it's the only way to do it. Wow. Okay. Very interesting. I mean, in a lot of ways, it's almost like it's. I mean, it sounds like the uh, you know version one point of their uh, uh, you know of of their uh, the app store, app store yeah. process basically. You know, because you know, hey, we're gonna we're gonna listen to this, and we're gonna if you want to be on here, you've got to dot all the i's and cross all the t's because we could reject you for any reason we feel like, yep. and you'll have to go through all this work again. Because if, if you're not on the iTunes podcast store, then you might as well not have a podcast. Because it's the only place people go to download them, really. You know, yeah. th- there isn't really, th- there are still podcast directories, but nobody, you know, no one nobody uses, uses them. them. Yeah. Um, I would also say go through FeedBurner. They give you really good statistics. It's free. It's a Google product. Put your feed through there. But just be mindful of the fact that your FeedBurner feed will have to be pinged before it will show up or it's a half hour delay there are delays across the the board for rss so right. again it's just something to look into yeah because i've i've noticed that you know when when enough is available in the rss feed it hasn't necessarily is not on itunes itunes right? updates once every 24 hours Right. So it's even so, worse. They will only do an update every 24 hours. However, if somebody is subscribed to the feed, it will just start downloading it like an RSS client. So if there's a new episode, it disregards what's in the iTunes store. It just looks at the RSS feed when you're in iTunes. So if you subscribe to an, a podcast, we release an episode, you'll get it as soon as it's released. But it may not show on the iTunes music store until the next day if you've missed a 24-hour refresh time. You can manually ping your podcast if you just search ping itunes you'll see a link that you can select and, and it will manually ping your page so keep the email that apple send you ah, um, okay where, when your app is when your app when your podcast is approved because it has your podcast id number in there there is a lot to this eventually i will i am going to write something about this um, yeah i think this would i i know it would be helpful to a lot of people uh, and because, I mean, even to me, I th- before we started doing this, and even now that we are doing it, there's a lot of kind of magic to it that yep. that I I just I don't know, and I'm glad I don't have to know. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad that I have someone 
you know, who is smart and, <laughs> you know, and, and who does this, right? Are you, you employing know, who, someone else? Well, no, that's you. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's you, mate. You know, I mean, seriously, I, I there's no way I could do this without you because I, you know, uh, at least not nearly as easily. I, it would have taken a, a lot of, well, a lot of the, the kind of fits and starts and tips that you've given here. So I, I, I appreciate it. I know there are folks out there that really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, I think. Yeah, I think this will end up generating a lot of questions too. So yeah, please, um, please um, send us in questions. You can. Yeah, yeah. You, you, Twitter is probably mm. you know just as easy as anything for me at the very least as a starting point. Uh, you know, Patrick Roan on Twitter, P A T R I C K R H O N E. Um, also, or uh, Minimal Mac. Uh, you know, all lowercase, all one string. Um, and uh, on Twitter, you are I Mike. This is I M Y K E. Yes. Just so. because I want to make it difficult for you to find me. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, if it has anything to do with how to how to get your podcast up in iTunes or you know, m- making it, editing it in GarageBand uh, or for you Brits, GarageBand. Um, nice try. Uh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. A- actually, I should have called in. I should have called in my little girl because she can say it perfectly. I'm sure she can. Um, she's, she's been taught <laughs> proper English. She, she has been taught proper <laughs> English. It's, 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 it's quite scary. Um, uh, but... In any case, uh, the bottom line is, thanks a lot, Mike. I appreciate you uh, sharing kind of how the sausage is made. Thank you. And and I I hope other people benefit from it. Me too. Um, I'll talk to you later, all right? We'll do, buddy. All right, bye. Bye.